Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. Hey, guys, it's Judy. We don't have Sana because she's off being amazing and spectacular per usual. And we are back from San Diego Comic-Con and our 10th anniversary panel there. We kicked off the Women of Marvel in 2009 at a small little panel with some great guests. And now we're here 10 years later. We had such a great group of women join us, including the writer Nettie Okorafor. We we had the cover artist and artist of 30 plus years, Amanda Connor, EVP of production for Marvel Studios, Victoria Alonzo. We had the executive production and development for Marvel Studios, Trin Tran, voice actor, including voicing Gamora, Vanessa Marshall. We had the VP of Original Programming at Marvel TV, Amy Carlson, the Director of Operations for Marvel Games, Becca McIntosh, and the Assistant Comics Editor, Kathleen Wisniewski. Of course, Sana and I were both there moderating. It was a great group. So let's kick it off. Hello. Good morning, Comic-Con. It's our 10th anniversary, and we're going to get a little bit more into that because 10 years ago, I think we were in like one of the smaller rooms on the other side of the con, and it's kind of amazing that we're still here 10 years yeah, later. Still here. We're not going away. Welcome to The Woman of Marvel. I'm Judy Stevens. I am the co-host of The Woman of Marvel, and I'm also a producer for the new media team. Uh, I produce uh, a lot of the short-form content on Marvel.com, including Marvel Becoming. I'm Marvel Quick Draw. I do Marvel Make Me Hero. And I, I just celebrated my 13 years at Marvel. Yeah. So, um, oh, hey, Sana. Hi, guys. Uh, Sana, I run content character development. Um, I help build some of our uh, characters, some of our new characters, like Kamala Khan, and also help develop stories just across all of our different lines of business. And I just want to say one thing real quick. The fact that we have all of these amazing panelists on stage right now is so incredible. Like, the fact that there are different kinds of people creating different kinds of Marvel content. I could never have imagined this like 15 to 20 years ago. So thank you guys all for being here. Okay. So hello, Nettie. Welcome. Hello. Um, hello. I, I think this is the one of the first times I've been able to put a PhD on a, one of our slides. So I'm very excited to welcome you. Uh, Nettie is a writer in her own right, but has joined on um, the Marvel family recently and is writing Sherry. We have Amanda Connor. Yay! Legend. Uh, a prolific comic artist who's been doing this for so many years, um, but is recently doing our Captain Marvel covers, which I love so much. Thank you. We have Victoria Alonzo, who is the EVP of production for Marvel Studios. Uh, Hello. 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 <laughs> There's no vote. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to sing today. I just thought I should tell you that. <laughs> Good morning. I'm on my shooting our 24th Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, those things. Anyway, we'll talk more. <laughs> We have Chin Tran, who is the executive production and development at Marvel Studios. <laughs> we have Vanessa Marshall, voice actor. Good morning. Um, I'm happy to see everyone here, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you. <laughs> we have Amy Carlson, who is the VP of original programming at Marvel TV. We have Becca McIntosh, who is the Director of Operations for Marvel Games. And also from the New York City office, Kathleen Wisniewski, who is the Assistant Comics Editor in the Spidey office. This table is full. It's full. We did this. We've yeah. been working on this for months. We're so happy to bring this to you guys. So in 2009, we first had uh, a Women of Marvel panel here. Um, and since then, we've been coming back every year. We've had panelists from, uh, you know, Marvel Studios to TV to comics to different eras. We've had costume designers. We've had voice actors, everything. So let's, let's get on to uh, chat to our panelists. Um, we've got um, some other cool videos to show you, plus some new art And on that. Let's talk Ooh. a little bit about Fearless. Hello, Kathleen. Hi, Judy. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sana. What's going on? 
Do you want to talk about Fearless and these beautiful covers and this awesome story? Yeah, uh, Fearless is, uh, this is also Marvel's 80th anniversary of publishing comics, um, and we wanted to make sure that we had a place in the year to highlight amazing women creators in Marvel and all of our incredible female characters. Um, and so we've put together this, this all-star extravaganza of uh, anthology series. And there's an ongoing story by Seanan McGuire um, uh, featuring Captain Marvel, Sue Storm, uh, Storm of the X-Men, and then Miss Marvel. And they're, they're teaming up and uh, fighting some mysterious villains that haven't been revealed yet. Um, and it's a, a fun opportunity for them to interact with each other. They come from sort of different worlds in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and we found a way to get them all together and, and just have fun conversations with each other. Kind of like this panel. You wouldn't expect them to come together, but there they are. And uh, we have these amazing covers. Um, Yasmin Fuchery did all of them. And then uh, Claire Rowe is the main artist on the main story. Kelly Thompson is writing uh, a story in each of the issues, so you can follow along with that too. And then, yeah, just all of the, the best women comics creators that <laughs> had the time, because also women comics creators are doing incredible things everywhere, um, and they're in such high demand, and that's a, an exciting problem to have too, yeah. Oh, and we also have uh, some interiors. Yay. So these are interiors from issue one and issue two. I love the sort of like I paper know. doll page. It's beautiful. Oh, God. I, that's a throwback. Yeah, this is a, a Millie the Model story uh, Leah Williams wrote, and it's a beautifully drawn and colored and just a, a ton of fun. Marvel Comics used to do romance and, and model stories. I'm editing a night nurse story, and this woman is a, a, literally a nurse, and <laughs> you're reading stories about how exciting her life is, and uh, Millie the Model is the same thing. Fun, beautiful stuff. And we're also, we have some amazing Spider-Man number 26 pages that's out this Wednesday. Yep. So you want to pick that up? Uh, th these are colored by one of the best colorists in the business, Laura Martin. Um, and this is a story by Nick Spencer and Kev Walker. And it's uh, launching this all-female villain team. Um, also recently announced yesterday Hooray. is the amazing Mary Jane. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. I'm editing this book, Amazing Mary Jane by Leah Williams, uh, interior art by Carlos Gomez, uh, and this is uh, Carlos's cover, colored by Tamara Bonvillain, and it's a story about Mary Jane, uh, one of the best Marvel characters. She's not super-powered, uh, but she's just an incredible person, and she deals with uh, absurd situations in her daily life just with grace and good humor. And she is in Hollywood making a movie. She doesn't know when the book starts that it's being directed by Mysterio in disguise. Ooh, how many of you guys are familiar with Shuri? Yeah, I think so. Good job. This is uh, such a phenomenal series that Nettie is writing right now. Nettie, like, you come from the world of prose and you're a big nerd at the same time. So now that you're writing like not only just comics, but writing, I think one of the best like characters out there, what is going on in the world of Shuri and how are you enjoying it? Oh, um, I'm very much enjoying it. I knew from the moment that, that I was asked to write Shuri that I had to, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was Shuri. I mean, this is, I'm a, I'm a science fiction and fantasy novelist and, and I had written a, a, a series called Binti and it was about a mathematical genius. <laughs> and so when they asked me about Shuri, it just made so much sense. I mean, you know, we have this engineering genius, but also the challenge of taking the Shuri from the films and the Shuri from the comics, especially uh, Reggie Hudlin's Shuri, and, and bringing them together to create this one really powerful, amazing character. It has just been a lot of fun. And what is going on in Shuri? There's so much. Uh, gosh. The series really is about... It's about Shuri just being Shuri. You know, she has many different titles. She's got sister, she has princess, um, many different titles, but, you know, who is Shuri? And that's really what the, what the series is about, what's going on. She's been out into space, because I had to have her go into space, um, met the Guardians of the Galaxy, and, you know, she's, um, she's fighting a space 
space grasshopper right yeah. now <laughs> in, in, As in one Africa. Does. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what's going on. Yeah. I, I also just like <laughs> the way that she's been designed, and I think it was like Leonardo Romero. I don't know if he did the new designs of her costume. Um, was it Romero? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the costume. Yeah. yeah yes. It was uh, like just. She looks so great. That Shuri number one cover is probably one of like oh, my favorite yes, covers Sam ever. Spratt, yes, Sam Spratt. Oh my God, it Amazing, was so yes, beautiful. Yes. Uh, so yeah. these are the covers for eight, nine, and ten. Um, and uh, ten is on sale uh, this Wednesday, July twenty fourth. And speaking of that grasshopper, oh, <laughs> look at that! What a nice segue. Oh God, that looks like my nightmare. <laughs> oh. So these are a couple interiors from uh, issue number ten. Uh, <laughs> and you can sort of see that new costume. Looks great. Yeah. And then uh, segue a little bit to Captain Marvel and Amanda. Hello. Amanda. So um, Amanda, I have to say, like, I used to look up to you when I was younger because I was like, there's this, like, badass woman. Just He's been in the industry for a while, but just creating such beautiful work. And when I found out that you were doing the Captain Marvel covers, I was so excited. Oh, thank so you. Thanks. So, yeah. so beautiful. They've been really fun. Yeah. Yeah, they've been really fun to do. And, you know, I, I uh, like, my strong suit is not, like, movie postery, mm-hmm. you know, covers, but I, I get to, I, I sort of like to unleash my inner Norman Rockwell and like do a story related cover. That's my favorite thing to do. So I, I got a chance to do that a lot with this. How do you, what's the, how do you channel, like who, I guess who is Captain Marvel to you and how do you channel that visually? Oh, I mean, she's been around forever for me. So it's just like, it, it's just like, oh yeah, it's Captain Marvel. You know, she's just always been there and you know, the opportunity to draw her on a cover has just been so cool. And, and there's, like, been so many different Captain Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. like she's been so many different people and, like, you know, worn so many hats and helmets, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I was just like, okay, I get to do this one now. This mm-hmm. is cool, you know. This is the ultimate one. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right yeah. Victoria? This is the ultimate one. Yeah. <laughs> Any Captain Marvel moment is an ultimate woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of... Uh, ultimate moment, Captain Marvel. It's so powerful to know 10 years, 23 films. You guys are rocking it. Like <laughs> Victoria, like you and Trin are rocking it. You know, it's kind of strange. You look at, you know, those are the people I go to work with, um, which is like pinch me moment one, if you work with one of them. And then when you work with all of them, it's like, I think I'd be quite bruised. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a remarkable it's our, and we have come a long way. And um, when we did Iron Man 1, uh, it was just Pepper Potts. And you look at where we are today, and we took a picture. I don't know if we have that picture here, but there's a picture with all the women of Marvel and, uh, and Tren, who was also the executive producer <clears throat> on that film. And it's humbling. It's humbling to see. And I think that one of the greatest things about that... I, you know, I've been at Marvel now 14 years since the beginning. And when we were trying to do certain things and we couldn't, there was never a time in my brain that I thought we won't. But it was a matter of time. So for you all, whatever it is that you want to do in this great life of ours, which is very short, by the way, the fact that you're not doing it today doesn't mean you're not going to do it. It's just not yet. But I think that today perhaps is a, it's sort of like a bit of a mirror of what can happen if you stay at it long enough. You just get a chip at it, you know. Usually salt water does not chip at that eroded coast for one day. It's a few years and then the coast takes a complete different shape. And that's what we did, right? All of us have been at it for quite some time. But it's a... It's really a, 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 it's a matter, it's a matter of time. And I think it's um, when, when, can I talk about you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I call Trent Trent Trent. Uh, Trent Trent um, was my assistant. And she now has credits to two of the biggest movies of all time. As an executive producer. So... I think that it doesn't matter how you start. It's really with the path that you're on. And um, our path, as we're going to show tonight in Hall H, I don't know if you'll get a chance to be there tonight, but it's going to be a very exciting 
a very exciting moment. But if, even if you're not there, I'm sure somebody will write something <laughs> about Just it. Just one person, right? <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't ever anticipate anyone doing anything because the minute that you believe... Uh, your own your own song. You're just singing out of tune, so don't do it. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going there humbly to present whatever we're going to show you for a little bit of time. Uh, a trend. How are you going to follow up on that? <laughs> Victoria said it all. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. We have questions for you later. <laughs> yeah, we'll put. I mean, post post end game. Like, what do you do? like? You want to just take a really long nap? Like, how how has that been? <laughs> Are you tired? I actually haven't had a vacation uh, yet after Infinity War and Endgame. We actually spent the whole four years making these two movies. Uh, so I've yet to take the two weeks. I'm really hoping to do it soon. <laughs> but I'm already working on the next Marvel project that uh, I can't say at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will find some of that out uh, in Hall H later on today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I, sorry. I, I, told, I warned you. I have you. to be careful with certain words because that yeah. can launch Victoria into yeah. a, a song. But just to, to talk about Victoria's point, just to see that group of women up there, I remember that day, and it was one of the best days of shooting Endgame because I saw that group of people, and I saw all of these women from the entire crew went on set, I'd never known that there were that many women involved, and it was amazing. Everybody was really excited for that day, and it was really special, and then we took that photo, and every, you know, it was just like a really thrilling ride, and to be able to see all of the strong female you know, heroes up there, along with all the crew members, it was just really yeah. you know, exciting to see female involved in the industry. It was a big day for all of us, clearly, but it was also a big day for the actresses themselves, and then I got a couple of texts from them saying... Um, you have no idea what it means to be a part of it, to do it, and to feel what it feels to be empowered to that place for what we can become and what we can do. So that was, it's, I mean, I think it was yeah. for all of us. Yeah, yeah. We made them run, fight, kick, punch all day. Yep. And they were so excited to do it every single minute of the whole entire day. Yep. So let's segue a little bit to animation and uh, Vanessa. Um, so you've actually been on the, the podcast. We actually, I actually talked to you about voicing Gamora yes. uh, from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And you, it's not just Gamora. You've voiced Black Widow. You, you know, you've done Mary Jane. Like, such a diverse group of characters. Well, I, I've always been a Marvel fan. And uh, these female characters have always inspired me. And uh, I'll never forget when I got Mary Jane. That was my first job. And my voiceover agent, Kathy Lizio, is here. And I remember she called me and she said, Is this Mary Jane? And I was in another job uh, for Honda doing legal tags, you know, Lisa 2007, X3, whatever. <laughs> and um, I said, excuse me, I have to take this. And uh, I actually fainted. Because um, oh. I was so honored. I, she's such an interesting character. Because she doesn't wear a mask. She's not a superhero. But she's so pivotal and so important for Peter Parker's journey. And um, Are you physically fainted? I, yeah. Oh, I boom, boom, down. hit the ground. Are you kidding? Mary Jane? What? Oh my gosh. I, I was crying. I was so grateful. Yeah. I, it was like a miracle. Um, and, um, and, and from there I got to play Black Widow in uh, Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Also in honor, uh, an incredible character, Natasha Romanoff. She's amazing. Um, and then uh, I went on to play Gamora and all throughout this time, I had sort of my own journey inspired by these characters and then started booking them. I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. I started doing martial arts, and I sort of found my voice and came into my power sort of in my own life personally. And then I noticed that I started booking these women who, you know, kick butt. Uh, some of these superheroes, I, um, then later in Avengers, uh, Black Panther's Quest, I got to play Medusa. And um, it's just been such an honor to give voice to these incredibly iconic characters. Oh, if you could only come to one of the recording sessions for a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, for Disney XD, we, in between takes, we, I had the soundtrack on lock. And we would all get up, break dance, this and that. And I don't know how. We always finished early. I would order food from Katz's Deli in New York. We would eat. We would dance. We would play. We were that motley crew of weirdos. I was um, thrilled to see that uh, these characters that had inspired my own spiritual growth 
uh, it sort of came full circle when I in turn then got to give voice to said characters. And so uh, it was just a dream come true and every day is uh, a dream come true. So thank you and I'm very honored to be here today. I, I love all of you women. Thank you for what you're doing and keep doing it. My, my like favorite thing about voice actors is that you guys know how to make like the, the best grunts and sound effects oh, sure. out of your mouth. It's so impressive. It feels like a lot of work. It feels like you guys are like working out as you are. Right, like, isn't going up a ladder, it's like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, you kind of have to just close your eyes because it's a little embarrassing, you know, like making those, those weird sounds. But, uh, yeah, there, there are quite a few, like, even drowning. There's a video game that I did uh, where I, I think I had to die 10 different ways by fire, by drowning, <laughs> being speared in the skull. Yeah, and each one has its own nuance, so it's I mean, it's would really you special. like to do one? I feel like you should maybe show us an example. Uh, okay, let's see. Drowning. <laughs> if you have water to spit out, just don't spit it on the mic. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you're getting uh, impaled. <laughs> and if, if someone's slitting your throat, this one's my favorite. <laughs> like try to get snot or some guttural, vile sound in there. The ones that they never expect, you know, women to make. Like I love the, yeah, bring it. Um, I didn't know Marvel was so violent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you're, you're I would say it's expressive. Oh. Not that it, come on now. Yeah. It, it's so much fun. <laughs> that was great. You get an Oscar. <laughs> so we're going to uh, segue a little bit to TV, the nether spectrum of TV. We have Amy joining us for the first time. Welcome. Amy. Hey. Um, so Amy came from doing comedy and is uh, is joining the Marvel TV team and is working on Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. So tell us about that. What's that, What's it been like working on Cloak and Dagger, um, which is a huge fan favorite, and bringing it? Woo! Yeah, you could say woo to that. <laughs> I love Cloak and Dagger. How has it been working on that show? Thank you. Um, and let me just say it's also just such an honor to be sitting on this panel with all these amazing women and just reflecting on how amazing um, uh, the opportunities for women are here and the representation of women um, I've seen in the movies and in the comics and, and throughout the business. So thank you so much. Um, but Cloak and Dagger, I, I've been working on that show for two years now, and it's very, very uh, near to my heart. I think it's a really special show. I think that we set out to make something that felt like a Sundance coming-of-age movie um, about two unique characters who um, are our partners, you know, this isn't a hero and a sidekick, and I think that that was a really fun relationship to explore, and, and found incredible actors in Olivia Holt and, and Aubrey Joseph, and, um, you know, uh, the stories that we are able to tell through them are incredibly grounded, um, and, you know, relatable to the modern millennial teen that, you know, concern for police brutality or sexual violence are things that are very much in the zeitgeist and to be able to tell these stories through these amazing characters and see them overcome their personal demons um, and then also, you know, rise to the challenge of saving others is just, um, we've really appreciated the amazing fan response um, who are really picking up what we're putting down and, and the creative team, Joe Pekaski and our pilot director, uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood and all of the amazing writers and directors that have been telling those stories with us have done an incredible job. So we're really, really proud of the show. Awesome. So we're excited to have Becca here to talk a little bit about Marvel games. I mean, there are we have so many games now. I'm I'm still in shock. I'm just like, wow, I I, I worked on all those. Holy cow. Hi gamers. Any any gamers in the come on guys. Wake up. Woo! What's up? All right, just checking. I see I see the advanced suit hat over there. I like it. Nice hat. <laughs> Wait, can I just say Becca? So like people are like, ah, oh, girls don't like games, like blah blah same. Like girls don't like comics, blah blah blah. But Becca has been here for so long and just like running sh like, just everything gets done at Marvel Games. Like, Becca's behind it in some capacity or the other. So I'm so excited you can be you. on the panel today. They pulled me out of my box, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you have anything to share with us? Just in terms of what's going on in the world of Marvel Games? What are you excited about? Okay, what's not going on? Um, we, we get to touch so many different amazing titles 
original stories, the best game developers and publishers in the world with the best IP. Um, and I get to work on all of it because I'm just really greedy and I love games. Um, so the main things that we, we talked about in Holly, uh, if you didn't know, and I don't know how you went unless you aren't a gamer, um, and then I'm judging you slightly. Uh, we released Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order on Friday. Friday, guys. It's out now. Go get it. It's exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. You can also play it on the show floor um, over, over with our friends from Nintendo. And we discussed Marvel's Iron Man VR. Uh, you feel like Iron Man. Uh, you can fly. And it's as simple as, you know, repulsors go like this and you move up like this. I'm, I'm horrible at it, but you guys will be great at it. It's so cool. It is amazing. You can play it now at, at the Marvel booth. And then uh, near and dear to my heart are the Avengers. How many of you guys are Avengers fans? I thought nobody would have heard of them. I mean, after certain <laughs> movies and, and shows and 80 years of comics. Um, so we got to show off a lot of Marvel's Avengers. Um, we're working with Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix, and it's coming in 2020, but we, we got to showcase a lot of stuff, and, and I let them, I kind of convinced them to let me sneak out something. Um, it's my favorite Avenger. There she is. Black Widow, man. Gosh, I, I can't believe I work on this stuff. It's, it's insane. And, and she's so special to me because professionally, I like to pretend I'm Black Widow. Um, I'm not, I don't do martial arts like Vanessa. I would I, break, I I would break a like hip you. or something. <laughs> I really would. But I think she kind of looks like you. When I saw her, I was like, wait, is that Becca? I mean, no, it's, it's not Becca. Um, but <laughs> we, we have cool hair. Um, it's, it's not, guys. She's just, and I think it kind of goes to how I feel working with these amazing developers and the amazing people on the Marvel Games team, Bill Roseman, Eric Monicelli, Jay Ong, like there's, so, there's like 20 of us, there's a lot, I won't name them all. Um, but they're all super powered and I'm just this chick who's, I'm in it to get it done. And I see her as like the support character, so I'm gonna get a little game nerd for you guys. Um, but the support characters, you don't notice them sometimes. If they're doing their job right, you don't notice them. They're just gonna get in there and they're going to support the tank, the DPS, everyone else to get the job done. They're in the back, they're doing the magic, they're making stuff happen. And that's what I feel like Black Widow is. She doesn't, she's not superhuman, but she's there and she's gonna kick butt and she's gonna get it done. And that's my girl. So I'm, I was really glad they let me bring that on over here. That's my girl. girl. I mean, just the detailing <laughs> on the suit, man. I cannot wait to play this game. It's so hot. Oh, and the sequence, so <laughs> the sequence that um, you guys showed in Hall H of, of Black Widow, just really just taking down Taskmaster, I thought was really. I mean, that, that's a subtle. She, she kicked yeah. his face in. Yeah. Like she just <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally kicked his face in. But I mean, she also punched it a bit. Um, and then she, you just like say, uh, the quips that um, Laura Bailey's our, our performer for, for Black Widow and Marvel's Avengers, she just brings this attitude to it. I'm like, yeah. Every time I see any content, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my girl. It's amazing. Well, first of all, I want to just uh, kick off sort of a conversation a little bit more about your guys' experiences and how you've seen this industry change. And I'm actually going to throw it to Victorian Trin. Just based on like how Marvel Studios, we're talking about 10th anniversaries, Marvel Studios just celebrated its 10-year anniversary. How have you sort of evolved as producers um, and at the same time um, seen sort of, and at the same time, what do you think that the pivotal accomplishments um, and changes have been for women behind the camera, on screen, just in the industry? What, what has sort of your, your experience has been? I started at Marvel 12 years ago. Uh, I was a production assistant before that. So Marvel actually gave me my first assistant job. I had no idea what I was doing. By the way. I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> or at least at times I feel that way. But uh, So I basically grew up at Marvel Studios. Um, and I think one of the biggest factor uh, as to where I am today is because we have great leaders. Uh, without Victoria, without Kevin and Lou there, I wouldn't be where I am because they've allowed me to grow and allow me to, you know, sort of like grow in the position and, 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 and just push me to, to where I am right now. I mean, to be able to give me Infinity War and Endgame to do, I, I thought they were crazy. Um, but to be able to, I guess, see where 
I was 12 years ago at Marvel when we had started with about, what, a handful of people. There was 20 people in the studio. And where we are now, and to be able to see all the new faces. There's 25 um, of us now. <laughs> there's 25. <laughs> the additional five in the last 10 years I've helped. Uh, but the, just to see the company grow and to be able to see more faces, especially women, and the, the diversity yeah. um, in women, I think, is really important. Um, and I'm just, yeah, really happy to be here and be able to, you know, be a part I, of the I family. I sit by her side like such a proud parent. <laughs> I mean, like you have no idea what it means to me to have Trin be uh, sharing. I mean, we share the same credit on the movies. And the fact is, like, I, I, you know, like as you would watch your children grow, we, not that she's a child whatsoever, but I watched her career grow. And it's such a, such a place of... Um, of great pride, and it is true. You have to have um, people to allow you to be who you are. I think mm -hmm. that some people have their timing, and for some people it just skyrockets right away, and some people are a slow sim, and you just like you have to respect people's uh, people's ways. Listen, I think we have we we've done a lot, and I think we have a lot of things we need to get done. We have a lot of things that uh, we could be doing that. Um, are very exciting and there's so much that I can't talk about that is really hard for me to be here so maybe I'll just start lo voy a hacer en español voy a cambiar de idioma porque si lo digo en otro idioma por ahí va a ser un poquito mejor me parece muy bien buenos días señora ¿cómo le va? encantado la, la fila ahí la, la primera fila está muy bien ¿eh? qué maravilla porque si ustedes no saben español se lo van a perder Ah, ahora sí, que dije, ah, I took Spanish, what is she saying? Ah, qué problemita, eh. A ver, a ver, I want you to go on Google and start translating. Ah, no, you had to listen to your little abuelita when you were little and not, and not lean in the Google part of it all. Um, that was great. Um, I, always, I always say that, why am I leaning towards, like I'm about to eat this thing. Um, my career, and being that uh, 23 movies in, um, my career changed radically uh, personally, emotionally, when we did Black Panther and Captain Marvel. And for me, those were two of the columns that people always say, what's your legacy, what's your legacy, what's your legacy? I'm like, I don't know, I'm not dead yet, so I can't tell you what <laughs> You'll know when I'm dead. Um, but the legacy to my daughter, to be showing that when you're telling these stories, all stories matter, all people matter, we're all different, and you can tell great stories with all included. I think that for me as a parent, for me as a filmmaker, to be able to tell those two stories, and I would have done it for free, I would have worked 20 hours a day for free to have done it, and it would, have, it would have mattered to me exactly as what mattered if no one had seen it, but the fact that the world saw it and it made an enormous amount of money. Both movies crossed the billion dollars. And when people tell you they don't want to see that story, I would say, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> tell your stories. They matter. Don't listen to what people will tell you. People will tell you what they need to say themselves for them. But I'm telling you, if it's in your heart, if it matters, if it's a story that you want to tell, tell it. Tell it in a grand form, tell it in a little form. It doesn't matter how you do it. I mean, everyone here tells their art in a very different way. So whether you use the drawing, the voice, the writing, the imagery, the new media, just tell your stories because they do matter. So we have a lot of work, but I think we're doing, I mean, just looking at the panel today gives me great hope for what's to come. That was great. Thank you. Do we want to share this shiny little clip? Or? Before, actually, before I say that, though, I have to say, the first time I met Vic Victoria, I was, on a, I was actually on a panel. It was at a Disney event. Um, and I remember all the way in the back of the room, someone asked a question. And Victoria raised her hand, and she's like, where have you been? have been looking for you and I was so confused and afterwards she ran up to me and she gave me the biggest hug because we had been working in the same company for years yeah. 
and had never met each other because we're on different coasts. And she's like, I have been looking for you. Gave me such a big hug and was just so supportive and loving in that moment that I was just here. I was a woman, a woman of color. I was just so proud of you. And, you know, here we are, in, you know, in Orlando with all the big muckety-mucks. And, uh, and, and I, I, I just thought, here's this amazing talent of human talking. And I'm like, wait, hang on. Why don't I know her? Well, she works with us. Well, what's going on? And then, like, I just, I just couldn't stop. You know, as I do have singing turrets, I have all kinds of other things that are happening. And I just, if I want to say it, I say it. And I, j- and I just, I mean, it was such a burst of love for you that it was like hey what do you mean <laughs> and I was and I had no idea who it was I was like who's that person I'm like oh it's Victoria Alonso <laughs> screaming in the back anyway great great I mean anyway you know the talent well no well I just th- I'm just saying I think you've done so much to be able to create spaces I mean I think that's just a signpost of like how you support women but being able to create spaces for women and I think if you have something to share as the best way to be able to do that because it, it's, it's always a challenge we're constantly going to be in male-dominated spaces but you know how do you pass that on like what is the, the the trick to be able to bring more people in and people who are usually not as represented well you know i think that what's interesting is that everyone here has a little bit of shy i mean i don't have it but uh, but <laughs> but a lot of people have it and i think that sometimes uh, especially women with or for women, we take that as, oh, she's such a snob. Oh, she's standoffish. Oh, she doesn't want to relate. Oh, she, and like, that's not true. I mean, after you go and you say, hey, what's your name? Like, you have to break that barrier because you have no idea what that person just went through before they arrived. So for me, it's like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, call me crazy, but I just think everyone should be delighted to chat about anything, anywhere, and I will go in and I say hi to everybody and I say hello to every, everyone, the valet, the cooks, and the CEOs, and approach them. I mean, I think part of, part of who we are as women is we, we have that we can break that barrier, and, but, but it has to start everywhere. It doesn't have to be someone like me to do it because people might just talk to me because they want something from me, but... Um, <laughs> But it should be everybody. Everybody should be able to do that. And I, I thought that day, I mean, you were talking in front of 300 phenomenal women. And I just, I just thought that you should be um, empowered. I had no idea if you were nervous. I figured you were maybe a nervous. A little <laughs> nervous. And I thought, that's so nice. And I just went and I, you know, I think we should all do that for each other. Thank you. Thank you. So, Amanda, um, look, you, you are proof that women have been working in comics. They've been here, um, and it's not a conversation point anymore. What has it been like for you just to see, you know, how comics have, have changed? What was it when you started? What is it now to you, and what does it all mean? Oh, it, it, it was so different. I, I, uh, actually, I've, like, this fall will be 31 years for me. Oh, my and- God. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Every time I say that, I'm like, can that be? Because yeah, it doesn't feel like when you work in a job you really love, it doesn't feel like it's, you know, very long. I, I, you know, if you had just asked me and I didn't have a calendar, I'd be like, yeah, I think like maybe 12 to 15 years, but it was actually a lot longer. So, um, but when we, when I first started coming to conventions, it, it was so funny because the only girls coming to conventions were usually like moms, cousins, sisters, or girlfriends or wives being the burrows for the guys that wanted to get their comics signed. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a burrow, aren't you? And they would be like, yeah. And I'm like, and I was always trying to like get them like, I'll bet there's a comic out there that you'd really like. So I was always trying to, to uh, you know, like make those comics that, you know, the boroughs would really like (laughs) (laughs) so um but uh but now you know now when we have signings it's it's like a good it's a good even split I'm Mm -hmm. really happy about it like girls are coming and getting their comics signed and you know everybody you know all ages so it's it's really it's just been an awesome transformation to see and um when I first tried to get into comics I uh I, I was really, I was incredibly lucky because the people who hired me were really supportive. I, I'd never really had um, the misfortune of having, you know, people 
you know, talk down to me, except for some guys that owned a comic book store <laughs> in the town that I was in. And I walked in and they were like, well, oh, you know, I think they were just surprised to see a girl walk into their comic book store. And it looked like, you know, comic guy from the Simpsons. Like there was just, it was very <laughs> dark and, you know, sort of dank and scary. And we struck up a conversation and they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to be a comic book artist. And they were like, <laughs> they started they started laughing you know kind of laughing at me and and instead of being offended I sort of you know I had this like Chester Cheetah moment where I was like oh it's on <laughs> you know? so I always had that sort of the competitive thing that you were talking it's like about. Like me with Avatar today. Yes, yeah. I know. It's like, oh, so you don't think I can do it. Yeah. Watch this, you know. And then I went ahead and I did it. And I don't think that comic book store is. In fact, I'm sure that comic book store is not there anymore. So it was like, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's really been, it's been incredible to see it change. And, you know, my first professional job was for Marvel. It was Avengers, Solo Avengers number 12. Oh, wow. And it was a yellow jacket versus wasp story. What was year was that? 1988. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, so that, you know, and I did a, um, you know, I did a few things here and there. I did, you know, She-Hulk and Wasp, like a four page. I did like little tiny things. And then I got a lot of Barbie work and I was known as the Barbie artist for a while. So, um, but they don't call me that anymore, which is really refreshing. <laughs> and, um, you know, so yeah, it's so, so much different now than it used to be. And it's so great to just see so many women, mm -hmm. you know, just like supporting each other and, you know. Well, like you're sitting next to Nettie. Nettie, who is just joined Marvel about a year, two years ago, not even a year and a yeah. And it just, just, I think it just showcases the evolution of the company. And Nettie, you um, are a prose writer, as we said earlier. What has it been like um, just getting into comics for the first time and also writing a character like Shuri, who is very important to the black community? I think Black Panther was transformative. Um, in so many ways, and I think Shuri was really the breakout star of that film. How do you take sort of that excitement and create a character that is so iconic but also just unique to the comic book world? Um, yeah, for me, it felt very natural. It felt, it, it just felt like, it, it wasn't, I don't know, it, it's, you know, I, I'm, I'm fully aware that these that there's been this dearth for so long and, 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 and things have been kind of slowly, um, slowly heating up. But when I came on, it just felt natural. It felt like the right time. And, and before that, before Shuri, I had written, um, I'd written Black Panther, I'd written T'Challa, and then also the Dora Milaje. So it all felt, it all felt natural to me. I mean, I'm coming from, I'm coming from a prose background, but I also, I write, you know, powerful African female characters. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. This is my, this is, uh, and, and, and I don't feel like I'm, I'm filling something in. I'm just, these are stories that I feel need to be told. You know, mm -hmm. these are stories that, that are coming from me. They're natural. So, so writing Shuri has felt, for me, you know, on a very personal level, it, it just feels normal to me. Mm -hmm. It feels like, you know, this is, this is a character that I love. This is an amazing character. And it's, it's not a wave, you know, um, characters like Shuri aren't a wave. This isn't something that's that's you know the the in thing right now. This is this is normal. This is normalcy to me. I think she's a character that is that you know that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's so interesting. We've we've shown one of the things that I really wanted to highlight. Oh, you can clap for that. Yeah, yeah. Let's clap. yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons when we sat when we sat down months ago to do this panel, we we wanted to showcase every single element and, and place within this, this media company that we, we have made now. Um, uh, before we get into Q&A, I do want to ask, talk to Becca because, you know, uh, it's our first time on the panel, I'm putting her on the spot, but I mean, I think it's really important that, you know, we've talked to different people in every single um, career path, but for games, it can be a little bit uh, uh, of a barrier. For Bye, women. Nettie. Thanks for coming. Thank you, <laughs> Um, you know, what do you think, what do you think is, a, is, is sort of like advice for women and, uh, and inclusivity within games? Yeah, I think, look, 
I, I, I don't think it's news, to me at least. Girls have always been gaming. We're always gonna game. We're gonna own everybody 90% of the time. That's the competitive thing. Um, I'm not gonna stop. And, and I think that's, that's something I learned over the course of time. I, there were days when I was trying to get my dream job, which I mean, I have my dream job now, where um, I would just like, man, I, I, I don't think I could do this. Um, or I would just sit in bed and go, oh man, okay, that was a wall. What do I do now? There's, there's, what do I do? And I learned that um, it's your tribe. You gotta know who's in your tribe. Obviously, I'm honored to have these amazing women in your tribe. Um, everyone at, at the, the West Coast offices, I see some of them, you guys are my tribe. I, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it without them. And it's also important to know that you have not just strong women in your tribe, you have allies everywhere. You know, it's, it's the fans. I, I've gotten to speak to some of the fans after Marvel Spider-Man, and man, do they keep me going. They don't know it. Now you guys do. Um, but they keep me going. I like when I watch your Twitters and everything. I'm like a huge fan of your guys. Um, and it's, it's going nonstop, refusing to take no for an answer. If you hit a wall, look for another way. You know what Victoria said. Um, it takes a while to create that beach, and you just wait a couple years, and it's going to change. And I'm, I'm going to be that force of change. And it's adopting that attitude that you don't have to stop. You don't have to take no for an answer. You're going to get your, your buddies, your tribe, your teammates behind you, and you're just going to approach it a different way. Just, you know, like Captain Marvel uh, took on Thanos. She had a tribe with her, and that's, that's so important. Uh, so we have a, a long line of QA, and we're going to do our best to get through as many as possible. So let's try and do, like, fast questions. Before we get into that really quickly, Marvel Insider Code, for those uh, who have a Marvel Insider account, if not, you can go check it out. This is the code. Copy it. I'll leave it on the screen. Let's open up the Q&A. Hello. What is a uh, Women in Marvel comic canon moment that you wish you could have seen in live action in the Avengers that was left out for anyone on the panel? I don't know. I mean, um, that, that Kamala Khan? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How about Squirrel Girl beats Thanos? <laughs> Squirrel Girl! Oh I'd be down for some squirrels. <laughs> I mean, uh, just seeing Captain Marvel on the screen is literally everything I've ever wanted in my life. Like, literally, it's, it's a dream come true. So I it, think. There's so many characters, it's just, but you can only have a movie be two or three three hours long and then and then you lose uh it, you can't uh, you know we had 44 characters on infinity war and endgame uh it's it, it was an insanity to i mean train could speak to that in detail it was an insanity to shoot uh to shoot back to back and to be able because all those actors uh have are incredibly successful thank god and but you know i mean there's there's a lot of them, but not to say they're not going to become. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Come on, Vanessa, help me with the sound effects. Marvel security is coming. Marvel security. Oh, I gotta go. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Here you go, madam. Hello. Hi, you look awesome. You look Hello. amazing. What's your name? Abigail. Abigail. Hi, Abigail. How long does it take to make a comic book? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. That is a really great good question. question. Amanda, do you want to answer that? Kathleen. Yeah. It depends. Um, if you are lucky, you, you can spend a long time working on the script. Uh, if you are making a monthly comic, uh, it's, it's about six weeks. You, you get the script and then the penciler draws it, uh, sometimes much faster than they would like to, <laughs> and then sometimes you have an anchor, and then the colorist has to work much, much, much faster than they would like to, <laughs> um, and uh, it, it all happens really quickly. Uh, so sometimes a long time if you're lucky, and sometimes as quickly as uh, th three weeks if you split it up a bunch, yeah. Are you gonna make comics? You should. Well, I think you should. <laughs> I totally think you. If should. you have an idea, you should start drawing it because some of these ladies might publish it one day. Yeah, yeah. you already got the outfit. You're ready. Yeah. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Um, so I live in Europe, and we have to travel to the next town over in order to watch any Marvel movies that come out, which we did three times in the first week that Endgame came out. My friends and I. So. Uh, always been supporting Marvel and I just wanted to know maybe to the uh, newer people that have just joined um, as the new generation of women that are going to take on you know the changing of the industry I was just wondering if you feel any specific pressures uh, to live up to that sort of what these women here have done already 
Amy, I'll, I'll you can take that. <laughs> after Amy, go ahead. Uh, well, how about rather than pressures, I would maybe talk about what I think is the opportunity uh, for people like us in the positions that we're in. And um, I think sort of going back to where people start from, I think it's never too late to start anything. Um, and I think that this is a um, technology has enabled people to uh, be self-starters. You know, you can self-publish a comic. You can make, you know, a great web series or something that gets people like us um, their attention. Um, and, and I really can speak for myself to say people have gotten my attention that way. Um, and I've, you know, put them into development on an original idea or, or thought about them to staff in a room. And so the opportunity and the responsibility, I think, is for all of us to recognize that talent and look for it in new places. Um, at Marvel Television, you know, TV is an incredibly collaborative business. You know, it's not a single writer on a project. It's a whole writer's room of people. Um, you have different directors for every episode of a television show. So where can we uh, create opportunities for, you know, as many as 20 creatives on a 10-episode show um, to come in and um, have that representation? Um, experience begets experience, and um, the more you can build that experience for yourself to help get your foot in the door and we'll notice you and, and we have to pick it up and carry that ball forward with you. I mean, I will say as someone who's been here for 13 years, uh, I've had tons of allies who've supported me over the years. You know, I started at Marvel in 2006. Like, I used to have to tell people I worked for Marvel Comics and then I would list our characters. I mean, it's phenomenal where we are now, but now I can look to the next generation of my coworkers and know that I can support them. And it's kind of an amazing feeling to know that that's the next step. And I think that that's the, we have a mix of panelists here who are, are allies in their own right and or have come here f through allies. And I think that that's one of the best parts. Well, I feel like that's the best way to end this panel. <laughs> I want to thank all of our panelists for joining us. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who got up early on a Saturday morning to join us. This is actually going to be an audio podcast, so you can head over to marvel.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts um, to check it out and tell your friends who weren't here. You can listen in. Um, you can uh, check out our Instagram at The Woman of Marvel. Thanks so much for coming. Let's Now let's Thank do a group you. photo. Photo. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to all our panelists and all our fans for joining us this year at Comic-Con, plus everyone who has been along for the ride for the last 10 years. And looking forward to the future, uh, we'll have some exciting news uh, coming up for New York Comic-Con. Um, plus, I'll be at DragonCon, and I'll talk about that in a week or two. But before we go, we wanted to recommend another podcast to you that we think you'll love. It's a weekly show from ESPN, and it's called That's What She Said. ESPN's Sarah Spain, who you may know from her appearances on Around the Horn or Highly Questionable, hosts a weekly podcast called That's What She Said. Sarah profiles guests from the world of sports, comedy, music, and beyond to share the stories of their lives and their journeys to success. Recent guests include actress and host Chelsea Handler, ESPN reporter Diana Rossini, and legendary golfer Anika Sorenstam. That's What She Said with Sarah Spain is available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Until next time, this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>